Hello, and welcome to another episode of Just Talk with Joe Meyer. Welcome, everybody, to this Father's Day edition. And um, actually, I forgot why well, I did, I almost forgot, really. <laughs> um, it's been actually two years since I started my first podcast. Can you believe that? Two years? Uh, I think it was May 2020. Yep, over two years now. Wow, so doubly to celebrate today as Father's Day is tomorrow. Some of you in other parts of the country, or another country that is, may celebrate Father's Day already. Right? Um, so welcome everybody to another Dust Talk with Joe Meyer. And, um, you know, hopefully we'll see how this one goes. I, I, I hopefully don't, well, won't have to take a whole hour to talk about the importance of Father's Day, Um, but you never know, you know, where we're going to go with this discussion. So let me start off with our traditional song about, and this one kind of, I don't know, it it relates, it's, it's something that, you know, I think is important and it relates to fatherhood, but you'd be the judge of that. So let's see if you like this one. So if you don't know who that is already, that's by a group called Everclear, right? They were big in the 90s. I think they're still okay. I like them. I, I, I like their music, um, a few of their songs. I mean, I don't, I don't have their 
their albums or anything, but I have their songs. And uh, but you know, let, let, let's let's take a look here and what the lyrics are to "Father of Mine," right? And it's just interesting. Father of mine, tell me where have you been? You know I just closed my eyes. My whole world disappeared. Father of mine, take me back to the day when I was still your golden boy. Back before you went away. I remember the blue skies, walking the block. I loved it when you held me high. I loved to hear you talk. You would take me to the movie. You would take me to the beach. You take me to a place that is so hard to reach. Father of mine, tell me where did you go? You had the world inside your hand, but you did not seem to know. Father of mine, tell me what you see. When you look back at your wasted life and you don't see me, I was 10 years old, doing all that I could. It wasn't easy for me to be a scared white boy in a black neighborhood. Because you would send me a birthday card with the $5 bill. You never understood you, and guess I never will. Daddy gave me a name. My dad, he gave me a name, and then he walked away. Daddy gave me a name, then he walked away. My dad gave me a name, father of mine. Tell me, where have you been? I closed my eyes, and the world disappeared. Right? So I'm often thinking, I, I always like to know... Um, what were, what was, you know, when Everclear wrote that song, what did it mean, right? What was the meaning of it, right? Let me see if I can get some information here. It's obvious to some, and I, it seems obvious, obviously, what the song's about. Yeah, I mean, his his father was, it sounds like his father probably left him at 10 years old, right? You know, and the thing about Father's Day, everyone, is it's one of those days that not everybody chooses to celebrate or wants to celebrate, right? Um, You can only imagine why, right? I mean, Father's Day, ultimately, you know, is a a bad memory for many of those who have fathers um, who maybe have abandoned them, who left them, who abused them, who who were just not there, right? Um, let Let me say this, you guys. Of course, I'm a father. I'm the father of my daughter, Michaela, who's nine years old. She is the, next to my wife, she's the biggest gift in my life. And I'm blessed every day to have her, right? She is so much like me in a way, it's scary. But she's also her own person. There's things she likes that I really don't understand. (laughs) You know, she loves art. She loves writing um, things that I like. Um, But she's also her own person, right? She's very creative. There's certain subjects like her old dad here are probably not her favorite, like math. I mean, who loves math? I mean, some of you out there may love math, but 
I personally am not a math lover. <laughs> if I was, I'd probably be making a whole lot of money right now in some math-related career field, right? But, um, but anyways, um, that's beside the point. The point is, a, a, a lot of fathers out there are terrible. And my father, Moses, who's still alive today, I wouldn't, I don't necessarily want to say he's terrible. Um, he's been there. Mom and dad divorced probably when I was around five. But there were father figures in my life that were horrible people, right? My mom's no longer around anymore. She passed in 2015. But one of the things that I, I don't know if I'll ever forgive her for, in a way, is when we, me and my sister were very young, she went goes, went searching for her father and found him. And we ended up living with him until our teens, childhood, adulthood. And he, the guy was the devil to us. He was a horrible human being. Horrible. He was a horrible human being until the day he died. He made our lives a living hell. And I can't stress that enough. Um, but it, it baffles me. And my mom's not the only one. It baffles me that women who I see, I don't know them too many or at all, but it's just an observation that women who don't have fathers in their lives go searching for their father. And many times they find them and are not happy to see what kind of man he is. Of course, he many of them abandon you. They left you, right? But I, I can never understand why women go looking for fathers that were never around. What, what, what is it that they hope to accomplish? Now, I'm not saying every woman. Some of you women out there who maybe dad abandoned you or left or maybe you were adopted, that's different. Um, you you want to know who your father is. But maybe, you know, you, you talk to mom if she's still around and you say, Mom, I really would love to know who my father is. And maybe your mom... You know, you may feel, well, my mom doesn't really want me to meet my father. It, it, and you, you want to take that that away from her, where your mom's maybe trying to protect you from knowing the man that she knows. Now, I get it. People change. And there may, they may be different men now. You know, men grew up, men mature. You know, it, you know, it happens. But not every man. Some men stay the same, right? Um, my father, he has never stayed. He's already he stayed the same all his life. All right. I, I, you know, again, I can't completely fault my mom, but you know, I, I will often wonder what did she see in him. You know. What does she see in him when she chose him? I don't know. You know? I'm sorry to say there was 
nothing spectacular about him. He was average. He is average in my eyes, but I don't want to be too mean. You know, he's he's still my father, and I guess he loves me. <laughs> you know, he never says it really too often. Um, but I see him regularly. Um, he's not, oh, he's a very clean person, hygienic. And he lives with my sister. And she watches over him. And me, me and my wife and daughter watched over him for close to four years in his hell of a house. My wife cooked, cleaned, everything you can imagine as if he was a child. She was there. She supported him. And um, it, it, it was the, one of the worst experiences she will ever remember. Okay, and I regret doing it, but I, that time in my life, um, which was back in 2014, I was really struggling. And it was difficult, but I tried my best. If I had to go back and really think about it, I probably would have advised my wife what kind of family she was marrying into, right? I mean, I'm not saying my family is bad or anything like that. I love my father, my sister, my brother-in-law. But, you know, like anybody, we're not perfect. We have our flaws, and you maybe say, well, yeah, who doesn't, right? Yeah, who doesn't? But my father, in all the years that I've known him since a child. He's never once wanted to change for the better. He's never once tried to do good things for us, for me and my sister. It's always been like, well, we we kind of just, you know, inconvenience him at times, right? And he's older now. He's obviously in his 60s. He was working for, what, 40 years, less than that, until he got a kind of a forced retirement due to his health and all that, you know. But other than that, I mean, he's still around. <laughs> um, thinking about fatherhood, thinking about me and my role as my as a father myself, right, how can I be better? You know, I work hard. I work full time. I teach, spend time with the family, make sure the bills are paid, <laughs> make sure we have a roof over our head, make sure we have food in our kitchen, fridge, make sure we have clothes on our back, make sure everybody is taken care of. I will say that I am very low maintenance in a sense. I don't really require people to fawn over me or make sure they take care of me. or I don't need that. It's not that I don't want it. I don't need it. And I, I feel people's times is best used for themselves, you know. I, I 
you know, I'm a, I try to live a very simple life. You know, go to work, focus on my writing, focus on, you know, um, my blogs, my vlogs, focus on, you know, that, my health, my fitness, you know, those are things that I'm focused on every day, right? But other than that, I often think about, you know, where will fatherhood take me? I know fatherhood is like for a lifetime. Regardless if my daughter's in the house or not, I'm going to always be there as long as I'm living. And I will do everything I can in my power to support her and be there and guide her better than I was guided at her age or throughout her life, throughout my life. I was not guided. I was not always supported. I was not always spoken to. I was not always treated with respect. I was kind of forgotten. And it's unfortunate because, uh, you know, as a father, you don't want to leave your kids like that. You don't want them to feel forgotten, like you don't care, you know? You wanna make an impact, a positive impact on raising your children, right? That's what fatherhood's about, right? Now, I often think about the ultimate father, right? Father God, Father Jesus, right? The ultimate God, the ultimate, excuse me, the ultimate father, because he is an all-encompassing, loving father. Does he punish us when we need punishing? Absolutely. Does he have mercy and grace in our life when we absolutely don't deserve it? Of course. I, I try to, not that I could ever get close to Jesus as I can, and, and you know, as far as how he is a father, I will never, never matched up to him. Never, ever. He's too perfect, obviously. But um, I can read his word of God, read the Bible, try to, you know, get an idea what what you know, what he wants from me, right? And go from there, right? I know I'm going to fail as a father. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to blow it. Some fathers blow. Some fathers blow it more or worse than others. I, you know, we're all different. I, in my mind, what makes a good father? Someone who supports their child. Someone who supports their family. Someone who's loving. Someone who's always there. Someone who um, makes an effort to support their child even during times when they may not agree with their choices 
you know, when my daughter gets of age, I'm probably not going to agree with all her choices because she's going to be her own person. But I will do everything in my power to guide her to avoid making catastrophic mistakes in her life that will affect her forever, right? Um, many of you could think differently on what those could be. You know, some of you out there who are parents, fathers especially, maybe have daughters who had kids very, very young. Oops, sorry, Dad, I was messing around and I'm pregnant. Oh, geez, I hope that doesn't happen. I really don't. I, I hope my daughter will be responsible enough to to choose that right person correctly, and and when when there she when she's ready for responsibility, and I will tell her, of course, what that responsibility will look like, and then she and her significant other or loved one or husband or whoever will raise a child with love, compassion. And the needed tools that she will have to successfully be a good mom, right? Or And also, obviously, you know, I, I'm not going to be a, probably think I'm ever going to be a father figure to somebody else, but you never know, right? Uh, if my wife ever, excuse me, if my daughter ever gets married one day when she's older, obviously, I, I would love to be a, a, a guidance to him, right? A role model, even. But I don't want to get ahead of myself. I really don't know what that's going to look like. I don't even know if I'm going to be alive in those years. Who knows, right? And I know that's kind of morbid to think. Like, you hope that you're going to live long enough to see your, your as a father, to see your daughter or son grow up. But you don't know. I can get cancer next year or tomorrow and die. And that's the end. I'll never see that, those moments. And, you know, especially when my mom passed in 2015 at the age of 56. In my eyes, she was still young. You know, I'm only, what, 42? That's not that far away from 56, right? That's pretty scary. I have to do everything in my power to make the biggest impact in my daughter's life I can in all these years. To support her, to, to love her, to be there with her. Right. So, you know, let, let me just play this next song. And I have a couple more, but let me just play this one and, you know, go from there.
No Easy Way Out, right? I love that song from Rocky IV. <laughs> yeah, Rocky IV, actually. Yeah, which I remember now. And, um, you know, just, just uh, the song, There's No Easy Way Out, right? I mean, I have worked to give my family a better life. It hasn't been easy. It's been a struggle. And especially between the the years of 2014 to 18, those were some of the roughest years. Because we lived in my father's house. And it was a horrible experience for everybody. Although we were thankful. I, I don't want to say that we weren't. We were thankful to have a roof over our head. And uh, there were good moments. I'm not going to say it was completely horrible. But the holidays were nice. Um, the summers were horrible times because that it's an old house and there, there's no insulation. It's just when it's really hot, I mean, everything just boils inside because it's an old house. The house was created in 1910. And then when it's cold, it's very, very cold, right? And we didn't have heaters. We didn't have a heating system there. So again, these are things that I try to remember, and I don't want to ever forget them because they were lessons to us in hardships and things that we got through as a family. Now, anyone else, honestly, I, I probably would have lost my family if, if anyone else would have been put through those situations. It was that bad at times. Not only that, but we were living with my wife's um, nephew or cousin or nephew his wife and her his daughter so we had me my daughter my wife three other people plus my father in a three bedroom house it was rough <sighs> take a deep breath to try to remember those times i really don't want to remember those times right it was that hard but anyways these are things that, you know, going through a father, you, you try not to think about it. And as a father, looking around at others who are a lot younger than me, have a better home, better living situation, it angered me. It really did. I try not to think about it today because many of you would out there would probably say, well, Joseph, that, uh, you know, you have no control of that. You have no control if somebody lives better than you. You have no control if, you know, somebody is a better provider. But I've tried to do everything in my power to give back to my family, to support them. But it has not been easy. As a father, I would do anything for my daughter. I have. I've worked three jobs at one point. I was a teacher part-time. I was a full-time worker. There was a time where I had two part-time jobs, a, th a third part-time, which was teaching, and then I would lift on the evenings and weekends when I had a, an off day, right? And those were horrible times. I mean, I'm thankful for the money, although the money with lift is not that great. It's not like I earned thousands of dollars. You know, it's more like hundreds. 
and I ran my car into the ground trying to do that. Uh, but these are things that, you know, many of us as parents will do for our kids to support them, right? Just thinking about the moment when my daughter was born, January third, January 5th, excuse me, 2013. The preparation for that day with my wife, Delia, supporting her, taking her to her doctor's appointments, being there every step of the way. When my daughter was born, um, they didn't let my wife hold our daughter right away. They basically said she, now she, there was, my daughter was perfectly healthy. Let me go there. But the, the doctor said, oh, she, she's, she's having a little trouble breathing. So we can't let you hold her. We're going to take her and we're going to clean her up and, and we're going to monitor her. Right. And so my wife, I, from what I remember, didn't get a chance to really hold my daughter. They just whisked her off and then they put her in, uh, she had jaundice, which is normal for most babies. Um, they put her in like one of those incubator type, you know, things. And I think she was there for like a week. And she's healthy. She was healthy weight, healthy everything. She was strong. And um, it was hard to watch to see her in that machine or that box or whatever that and I know there's a lot of parents out there who probably have suffered really suffered tremendously with having their kid put in one of those because they were underweight or premature or something like that our daughter was not like that and there was nothing really wrong with her uh, I think after I was doing a little research as a parent I was like well it's I read somewhere where when you have a child, which obviously I was not pregnant and was my wife, the what helps with those breathing issues at first is you have to do skin-to-skin -skin contact with your child right when they're born. And that's something that was taken away from my wife. That wasn't allowed. They, weren't, they didn't allow her to do that for whatever reason. So it was sad at that moment, but we got to bring her home and She's been great ever since. Um, no broken bones, but we've had close calls to her, you know, getting hurt. I mean, especially a few years ago when we were celebrating Thanksgiving, she was hit by a car. She f flew. She wasn't hit. I don't know how hard she was hit, but she flew to the side and bumped her noggin. And then they took her to the hospital for observation and she was fine. Some scrapes and bruises, but nothing serious, thank goodness. Um, and then there was time when she was, I think, around one or one and a half. Um, we lived in an apartment like we do today, but we lived on the bottom, the, the first floor. And she opened the door by herself and went outside. And we didn't even know she, she did that. And... For some reason, I noticed the door was cracked open, and I went out there. I called her, and she wasn't in the house, which freaked us all out. 
and I ran out to see where if I could find her, and she was almost she was almost to the parking spaces, which is not that far away from our front door. But if she, thank goodness, she didn't go any farther than that because you know cars speed, and, and you know you you never know what's going to happen, right? Um, but but we certainly kept an eye on that door after that. <laughs> you know these are things that you know no parent wants to go through. Right, but other than that, it's it's been amazing. And many, many years ago, even before I even met my wife Dahlia, now I don't know. My sister will always give me this story that I always would tell her that hopefully one day when I had a child, I would have a daughter, right? And and that's what God gave me a daughter, right? And I'm very blessed to have her. You know, absolutely. Right? And I'm always going to, you know, tell her that. Right? Sometimes I just think about it, you know. And we are very close here, me and my daughter. We spend a lot of time together, go places, go to the mall, shopping. She loves to shop. <laughs> what girl doesn't, right? But she loves to buy things, and I've enabled it. I buy her things on a regular basis, right? She loves things, Sanrio, Hello Kitty, all those things. She also loves making YouTubes, you know, things about nature, right? Um, and getting, you know, likes of it and comments and different things like that. She, she did that all herself. I didn't even teach her. She did that all on her own, right? Other than that, folks, today I just want to take this time to wish all the fathers out there a fantastic Father's Day, whatever that day may look like. You know, hopefully you're not stressed out. Hopefully it's a good day. Hopefully you get, you know, some nice little gifts from your kids, a good meal, maybe a barbecue. Take some good pictures. Enjoy those moments of fatherhood. And for, for many of you, for some of you out there who may not have kids or maybe you lost a child, maybe spend time with the father. Maybe try to spend time with another parent who is a father who's spending time with their kids or kid with either one. And contribute to their memories if you can. But I know it's hard. I, I can only imagine if I was single today and I didn't have any kid, a child, a wife, would I do that? I don't know. I would probably just stay home and watch TV. I don't know what I would do, to be honest with you. But if it really does bother you that much that you don't have children, I'm not saying go have any. But maybe... 
be a role model to another young, uh, uh, a child that you can, you know, be there to support. Maybe a, you know, somebody you can give advice to, because there's a lot of kids out there who don't have fathers, who father the father's not in the picture, but they lack the advice, wisdom that maybe you have. Maybe that could be you. I don't know. But anyways. I'm going to wrap this TED Talk. TED Talk. It's not a TED Talk. But (laughs) I'm going to wrap this up today. And wishing all you fathers out there a fantastic day. And again, we're also celebrating this two-year anniversary of my podcast. Yay. You know, hey, can I, I don't know if I can put some, let me see if I can. So we got some laughs, we got some weird laughs in there, some claps, some whistles, you know, and that's the excitement of two years. And I'm going to keep pushing forward in these talks and you're going to get to know me even more every day, folks. Thank you for spending your time with me. Have a fantastic weekend, Father's Day. And once again, thank you for spending time with me. Just talk with Joe Meyer.